Hey everyone, welcome back to the Send It Podcast. I'm Kelly Mazzanti, your host, and I'm really excited for today's episode with Jackie Carr. I first met Jackie Carr because my friend Aaron said, hey, you need to meet Jackie. I've been going on her goals hikes and um, she would be a really awesome woman for you to connect with as another female entrepreneur and also as a goals coach to help you grow your business. So in August of 2020, when things were just really still happening with COVID and I wasn't sure how to pivot my business after having to drastically change, I contacted Jackie and I signed up for a two-day retreat with her, which happened in October of 2020. And it changed my business and quite frankly, a lot of parts of my life. And I'm super grateful for Jackie Carr for um, just helping me get out of my pattern and interrupt some of the things that I had um, ingrained in me with my business. So I really look forward to you getting to know Jackie today on this podcast and then finding out more about what she's up to so that you can connect with her and get involved in her awesome community. So a little bit about Jackie. Jackie is a goals coach, motivational speaker, and mama. She does it all. And as a leader in transformation, she works with people to amplify their voices and expand their vision and goals to better the future of the world. She is a senior light year leadership coach and has worked with companies like Lululemon, Mind Body, Patagonia, and the North Face. And Jackie truly values companies who care for their people and the earth. This is real, you guys. She is just all about good vibes, good people, and sharing good things. And um, before I connected with Jackie, I really wasn't into the whole tribe concept, finding your tribe. But let me tell you, after <laughs> after our two days together and after the introductions that Jackie made for me, I am a believer. So finding your tribe is so important. And someone like Jackie really, really brings in the right people to her network. So anyone that I've met through Jackie or because of Jackie has just been a gem. And it's just an instant connection with an instant level of trust because I know that they have been pre-vetted by Jackie. And so um, two of those companies that I just want to quickly mention before we dive in are Old Pine Candle Company. They are women-led and women-owned out of Evergreen, Colorado. And if you would like to check out their website, you can go to my link in bio on Peer Collective's Instagram, and you'll see the discount code PeerCol15 for 15% off. So it's P-I-E-R-C-O-L-L 15, and that gets you 15% off your purchase of Old Pine Candles. What I love about Old Pine, besides, of course, <laughs> the fact that they're women-owned, is they are clean-burning, soy wax, handmade, beautifully inspired by the mountain lifestyle that we all have here in Colorado, and um, I just love everything that they stand for. So Jackie put a little goodie basket together for me when we first got together during our two-day workshop. And, uh, old pine candle was in there. And so I instantly fell in love and now that's all I have around my house. Um, and I live at 10,000 feet in the mountains. So candles are a must to feel cozy and elevate that haggy hygge, whatever lifestyle that <laughs> you want to call it. Um, so that's the first one. And the second one is 
the conscious merchant and you if you've been following me on instagram you've probably been seeing that i've partnered with the conscious merchant as well um so kara armstrong is the owner of the conscious merchant and through jackie i met kara and i'm eternally grateful because kara and i have really connected and she is a big believer of clean better for you products and a less waste lifestyle lifestyle so um, on my Instagram, again, you can check out the link in bio for 10% off of the Conscious Merchant products. And if you're in Colorado, check out their shops in Denver at the Free Market and in Louisville downtown. Um, and you can get 10% off through my code, which is P-I-E-R-C-10 for 10% off the Conscious Merchant. Um, if you want to know more, DM me. And let's chat about better for you products for your life and your home. Um, during COVID, I went through this journey of eliminating toxins from my life. And thank God for Kara because she helps me continue how to learn about what's around me and how I can be better. So, but basically what I'm saying is uh, you need to know Jackie. And I hope that during this episode, you get to know her just a little bit more. And you can follow Jackie by going to her website, JackieCarr.com. That's J-A-C-K-I-C-A-R-R.com. And of course, she's on Instagram. You can see her profile on Instagram. And her handle is at Jackie Carr, J-A-C-K-I-C-A-R-R. Um, so let's dive in guys and enjoy this conversation with Jackie. All right. Hey everybody. This is Kelly. Welcome to the send it podcast. And today I am with my friend, Jackie Carr. She and I are sitting at the Juniper mountain house in evergreen, Colorado together, and we're recording this episode. So I can't wait to introduce you to my friend, Jackie, who is a goal coach, speaker, writer, and mama, and an amazing entrepreneur that I have so much love and respect for. So Jackie, thank you for being on the Send It podcast today. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. If y'all could see this setup, Kelly has her shit together. There's mics, <laughs> there's lights, there's headphones. I feel so professional. Let's do this. I brought it all in in a basket too, which is really professional. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it grounded. I have to get one of those um, Pelican cases that you can customize and then I'll be legit. Oh my gosh. I mean, or frightening. Like what has she got in there? <laughs> what a gun case. <laughs> All right. So I am so excited to have Jackie on today because in October of 2020, in the middle of our lovely global pandemic, I was sitting here with you and we were doing a goals alive two day workshop together. So that was great timing for me and my business because I needed to pivot just like a lot of us have. And I really want to kind of dive into how that came about and Jackie, your journey of kind of going solo and ind independent in your career and getting to the point of having these workshops and coaching people on the values of their business and basically bringing their goals to the surface so that they can be living, breathing things. Yeah. So where Wasn't do you want to start? So fun. Well, let's start with the business immersion. So, okay. You know, Kelly came to the Juniper Mountain House, which is this incredible B&B. &B. These two women have just totally upgraded. They're going to put tree houses in the back. And, you know, that was a huge precipice for me. They moved into Evergreen and I was like, well, I want to support them. And I was starting to dream up what I do an event there. I do a lot of vision and goals workshops as a goal coach. And, you know, two years ago, 
I was in a big pivot, Kel, as most entrepreneurs will have experienced in their time, especially after 2020. And I told my partner, you know, we have two young children. And I said, I, I got to go to Boulder. I went to Boulder and I needed a pool. So I found a hotel <laughs> with a pool. I'm from Texas. So I still love a good pool. Uh -huh. I lived in California. I do miss water. We're landlocked. So I know. Got to find a pool while you can. I went for the pool. I found this like tiny, not cool hotel. I'm telling you, it's like podunk. And I loved it. And I took myself there for two days and I called it a CEO day times two. And I really took myself through my work. I led myself through my values, uh, both my personal values as well as my professional, which is where I found that work. I was like, man, why am I so out of balance? And I, I'd never separated my own personal values to my work values. That was huge. And then I, you know, wrote a vision. I started to ask myself, you know, what do you want? You've started to do a lot of things. What do you actually love doing? And what do you not want? And from that space, I really started to look at my quarters for the year, my offerings, new launches I wanted to create. I do want to be and am becoming a woman that makes money in her sleep. It's time for me to scale. It was time. It still is time. And so those were the big questions I went to answer. And I'm telling you, leaving your house, even if 30 minutes away, sleeping in a comfy bed, Having, you know, a bar available, a pool available was a big necessary disruption to the status quo. Mm -hmm. And I did that for myself. And I like felt a huge ripple for like days and weeks and months. And I was like, wow, that was really a big deal for me. I said, I wonder if other people need this disruption, this interesting immersive experience. And that's where the business immersion experience that you had here at the Juniper came from. And I really launched y'all. I'm a big beta tester. So I beta everything. I was in beta with Jackie Carr. <laughs> yeah. Kelly was a beta mode. I had five businesses to beta test last year to see how it felt. How were the hikes? Do we have enough time? How was the food? All the things. And I, of course, did it at a discounted rate. So, you know, I could really lean on these businesses for feedback, which Kelly was amazing at. And so that's where the business immersions were born was so much of the work we go through, we grow through and then we lead. And I'm certified in a body of work called Lightyear Leadership. And I lead that work because I live that work. And the same with the CEO days, the business immersions came from my own experience as an entrepreneur. So yeah, I, I'm so happy you loved it. I'm It's going I up on my it. website soon. Okay. So that's amazing. I don't think I knew the backstory. I knew other parts of your backstory, Jackie, like how you were in California and now you're in Colorado <laughs> and how you were in the city and now you're in the woods. <laughs> we both live in the woods in different places. And I just want to touch on something because something you said about the disruption like we all know in technology, that is a buzzword disruption, but literally the pattern interrupt of disrupting your normal routine, getting away from your to-do list and going somewhere yeah. like you did. I live, I, I think an hour and 15 minutes is how long it took me to get down here today from Breckenridge. So, I mean, I think a lot of us have these excuses of like, I don't need to go spend money and just to get like within two hours of my house to go somewhere, or I could just take a bath or go like to a spa and then come home. 
But the reality is like when I came here in October for two days and just got away from my to-do list and said, I'm unavailable for everything else and slept in a comfortable bed, like you said, and had good food from our friend, Lauren Claire Poivant, <laughs> right? Did yes, I say it right? Yes. And who I have, I've only met her on Instagram and through her food, but it's amazing. And she helped me feel like I was ready for each day and I had the nutrition I needed. And she's now working in real estate, I believe, I know, um, right? which, you know, we'll pivot, see pivot, how that pivot. goes later, but, uh, just to see if she revisits food at any point. But the point being is I came to evergreen from Breckenridge, which is just down the hill towards Denver. And I was able to totally shut all the distractions off and just focus on what I had invested in, which is a huge thing that you and I talk about is like, what are you willing to invest in to grow your passion or grow your business or grow what you're trying to achieve. Um, because if you're not willing to invest in it, you how are you going to move the needle? Um, mm -hmm. and so day one, I showed up and we met at a coffee shop and this was during COVID. So we had our masks on, we took our temperature. <laughs> Jackie's very professional. And you, I remember the first thing we talked about was values and you laid out these cards for me and you said, the biggest problem with values is either people don't ever take the time to figure out what they are or they mix up personal and professional values. And I went, Oh my God, <laughs> that's my problem. <laughs> and your, your analogy was if you're a people person and you really like being with people, you might think one of your values for your business is community, but you hate it when you get bombarded with phone calls and you have to go to events or you, you know, and you're like, Oh my gosh, why do I hate this so much? And it's because you're values for your company are totally different than like your values that you value when you're off the clock and you're in your real life. Yeah. And then that led into a whole thing about boundaries. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> we all do though. Uh huh. Values are such a great conversation to be intentional with your language. So for me, community is a professional value. I create community wherever I go. It's a gift, if you it will. Is. And can be a curse. It's a huge curse if you don't know what you're doing with it. <laughs> well, if you don't know what you're doing or you don't know how to turn it off. I have two small children that love me. I'm their world, me and my husband, Chris. And if I'm on for my business community 24-7, guess who I'm off for? My children, my partner. And so that was a big aha for me. Connection is a value of mine all through my body. All through my, my being is connection. And that can really screw you with the social media world, email on your phone. I mean, it's a whole nother ball game with virtual. And so I really had to recognize that my community, the people I coach and support, and I, oh gosh, I do get so deeply committed to my people. I have to be she careful. She already coached me this morning when we were setting up the <laughs> podcast. I am so lucky. I know. You have homework. <laughs> I get so committed. I have to be careful not to get attached. There's a different language there. But that commitment also has to have a start and a stop. So my other commitments in my whole life, my health, my mental health, my family, uh, getting outside, those types of um, values have space in my calendar too. And so I love, I always start with values. I had someone before you was like, I already did my values. I was like, oh, good. Read them to me. She was like, oh, uh, I was like, uh-huh. 
Because people, we think it's a one and done. Values are a continuous conversation. It is a continuing commitment to honor our own values, especially for y'all people pleasers, like you were saying, or people persons. We have to be careful that we don't let other people's values start to design or guide our business, our life, our offerings, our services. Mm -hmm. And so I values check in at least monthly. Values check in. You value, did you just say I values check in? Yeah. Which check is my awesome. Values. Yeah. What a great, that's a great concept. So you have done the work to figure out your values and then you're constantly checking in and saying, number one, are these still my values? Number two, if they are, how am I living them out in my business or in my life? Yeah. The word I right use now. is alignment. Am I aligned to my values? Am I out of alignment? Where, how, what needs to happen? It's not like, and I failed, which by the way, I don't mind failing, but it becomes a conversation of like, wow, this is where you went off the rails a little bit. This is when you were, I was sending a newsletter last week in the bathtub. That ain't it for me. That ain't it. <laughs> but life happens, right? Life's dynamic. You'll lose control or you'll launch something new that you've never done before. And so that's where you get to audit. How am I living? Am I aligned to my values? Do I want to have a computer on the edge of my bathtub? My answer's, my answer's no. Heck no. Um, and this is so interesting because basically your values dictate everything else. And one of my biggest takeaways from our two days together, Jackie, has been that number one, I felt supported well beyond those two days. So if you're thinking about hiring a coach or working with Jackie, if you have the privilege to do that, or you're, you happen to be able to travel here and work with Jackie, number one, I'd highly recommend it. But number two, I would totally advocate for one, you know, making sure you know what you're getting out of it or, or the support you're going to get after. And part of the support was the tools that I learned from you during our time together allowed me to say like, I have months worth of stuff that I could apply. <laughs> like I, I am, there's so much stuff I could still apply. And it's now February in 2021 when we're recording this, but we did this in October of 2020. And the, uh, I've taken that into my work with brand design. When I work with a client, I, instead of just the whole brand discovery and what do you like, what inspires you? What's the ethos of your brand or who are you trying to attract? It's like, I ask them that question and I'm by no means equipped, nor am I like taking the time to go through all that with them. But I do want them to know that it, this is part of my process. Now it's gotten more and more of my process where I take them through understanding your values, but not in the way that you do it, Jackie, just in my own way of tying it into the discovery process. Because if someone thinks like, I just want to target these types of people, but they don't know why they're in business, you know, and we could really dissect that. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just like an aha moment for everyone to stop and really think about, oh, I've, I've never taken the time to do this. Or the biggest one is, well, these are our five values. And in reality, it's totally personal instead of aligned with what their business goals are. Mm -hmm. So, Oh yeah. I don't know how you build a brand without knowing someone's values, to be yeah. honest. You don't, but I found a lot of people skip that process because oh, they go God, into yeah. this whole discovery process and persona building. And then it's, they skip over this whole initial process that really is the, once you do that foundational work, everything else is so obvious. It's true. You know, I coach a lot of clients who are so annoyed <laughs> when we're not talking goals on call one, I'm, they're like, you're a goal coach. What the hell's going on? I'm like, I get it. And I do a lot of discovery calls on purpose because I warn people, we will not talk about goals until day two, call three. And 
it's really understanding that your values create the foundation. I believe your vision for your business and your life create direction and choice, inspiration, guidance, and then you can start to talk about goals. So many times with business planning, goal setting, we can be in a reactive state, a comparative space, right? Our limiting beliefs are getting real loud, right? So we need a more, a more beautiful brand. We need bigger goals. And actually what we need is to take a pause, check in on our alignment to where we are right now, where we're off and where we want to be going. I'm in this work right now again with my brand. And so I find these tools. I'm a tool-based coach. So Kelly, like I'm lit on the inside when you're like, I still have work to do. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you will forever. Cause those tools are now integrated into your being and into your business. This is why you don't have to work with me every week. You can invest in me for an immersion a pivot, a tune-up, but those two days should serve you for quite some while because those tools were so deeply, you know, discussed, communicated, and practiced that now you have them forever. Absolutely. And I think part of the, the big deal about investing, whether you're literally taking your money and investing in the stock or you're investing in part of your business is by putting the money on the table, you're saying, I care about this and I'm setting the time, the space, and just like the, uh, I'm giving myself permission to say that this is important. It's almost like they talk about shop small, you're voting with your dollars. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we've had a huge black lives matter, civil rights movement happening, resurfacing in our country. And a lot of the discussion around that was where are your dollars going? How are you voting with your money? by who you choose to support, whether it's, you know, diversity and inclusion practices and how you're spending or artists that you're buying from or people that you're hiring. And I think the same is true with this. It's you're investing in something by choosing where to put your money so that you can choose how to spend your time or allocate your mind space. Yeah. So I just think that's so important. I love the language of investment. I, I had a woman who was teaching me about fair trade. I'm very interested in, you know, a lot of practices that can better our earth. And so she was teaching me about fair trade. And this has stuck with me since talking with her last year. She said, you know, a lot of people will ask, well, why is this so expensive? You know, fair trade is going to have a higher dollar mark in most cases because you're also fairly uh, paying the people that created the product. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, and so people ask, why is this so expensive? And she said, well, I'd like for those people to ask, why is this so cheap? And I Absolutely. loved that. Cause I grew up, I grew up, oh, my mom loves a bargain. Mm -hmm. She's coupons, <laughs> discount section. And I love that about her. She is savvy. She's savvy. And I, that's definitely though, how I learned to shop. And so I had to unlearn looking for a bargain or what's cheap and start to ask the conversation of like investing money to support, investing money to quality goods, investing money in stocks for businesses I believe in, right? And y'all, you know what your biggest investment is? Time. Look at how you're living. Look at how you're spending your time. And I think these are great questions for anyone that's building a business, anyone that's a human right now. These are great questions. These are great. Well, and also, are you trading time for money? And you mentioned it earlier when you said, I'm making money in my sleep. And I think that's a really important factor 
for all of us, you know, people who have a side hustle, people who have gone independent, people who are serial entrepreneurs who are used to the building and rebuilding and restarting phase of just like constantly starting new businesses, growing them and starting another business. It's like the goal is not to trade your time for money, because if you're actually investing in growing your business, growing your brand, growing your, you know, revenue streams, then you're able to start making choices to have passive income. And these all go back to what your values are and how you've aligned your business practices in order to have these op- these options of not trading your hours for dollars all of the time. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a concept that a lot of us have started contemplating if you haven't already pre-pandemic, um, because their work has changed. Like people aren't sitting in offices like they were expecting to collect a paycheck and have job security. So, and, and those of us who have started businesses are like, Oh, I'll burn out if I'm trading my time for money all the time. So how do I create this, this type of situation where I'm having a lifestyle and I get to live a life that I want to create as Mm -hmm. opposed to start a business just to work harder and work more and not have time with my family or the people who are important to me. Yeah. So I'm cur- I'm curious if you could kind of like take us back to where you were prior to going independent and being Jackie Carr as, you know, a speaker, a writer, a coach and how ha- why did you make that decision or did you did you know you ultimately wanted to be independent or did it ha- you know, was it circumstantial that led you to this point? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, great point that I just started the conversation of scaling two years ago and I've been an an entrepreneur for almost nine years. So know that I've been trading time for money for a long time. And I do think some of us might have to start that way. And I don't think that's wrong at all. I had to learn what I even liked to do and didn't like to do anymore. And I've changed a lot along the way. So you know, anyone that's like, yeah, I'm going to scale. I'm going to start with a scale. I'm like, Hey, listen, I think that's a great goal. (laughs) You had to start with something to scale. Yeah. And I had to start (laughs) with something to scale. Exactly. And that's what I had to learn. So I come from a, a beautiful lineage of, of women entrepreneurs. You know, my godmother, my aunt owns a hair salon. Uh, I used to dance every day after school at my mother's dance studio that she owned for an after school program at the school she teaches at still does. And my grandmother and my aunt were actually in a really cool business that was uh, a thrift store for young children's clothes. So they collected clothes and resold them called uh, Second Merry-Go-Round something. I have Second (laughs) Go-Round was what it was called. So like all my mom's sisters and her mom really, you know, showed me an entrepreneurial way, especially in the 80s and 90s. It was really cool. That's pretty unheard of. Yeah. Because our friends were, our parents are boomers. So they were all like, you pick a job and a career and you stay there until you get a pension. And everybody's working for the weekend, if you've heard that Mm -hmm. song. So I definitely, you know, had that really cool experience. I remember a couple Christmases ago, I thanked them for that. I said, I don't know if you all know this, but you are all entrepreneurs and part of my path. We're all criers. So we're all obviously crying. (laughs) Anyways, first time I talked to you, Jackie, on Zoom, I cried. I <laughs> loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah, I just love crying. I used to not let myself crying, so I'm like have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. So I come from a lineage of women entrepreneurs, and 
I did go into a corporate setting after school. So I worked at an agency in Hollywood. That was just a life drain, to be honest. I didn't recognize myself. So we got to, you know, try things on, see how they fit or if they don't fit. <laughs> and then don't keep staying there. And that don't. high heel shoe did not <laughs> fit. So, you know, I, I worked as, I, I started as a, a front desk secretary, moved into the assistant world in an agency, like entourage. And <laughs> like, did you just make an entourage reference? Yeah, it was just like entourage. <laughs> I know some of you are like, what is that? Okay. Anyways, Watch it. Um, and I, I definitely could have been a great agent. Like my personality, I love networking and I'm really good at like connections and people are like, you'll be a great agent. And everything in me was like, well, maybe I should stay like this makes great money. I can live in LA. That's where I was living at the time. And then, um, I started training for a marathon. I needed some, another disruption, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I like didn't go out anymore. I was waking up early to run with a run group. And I actually um, switched careers while I was training for a marathon into PR. Even worse decision. <laughs> so I made it six months in PR and was like, well, this definitely isn't it. Like I've never, I'm a pretty like glass half full person and I've never had a hard time getting out of bed. This was the first time in my life I was so miserable that it was hard to get out of bed, like in a depressive state, mm -hmm. not wanting to get dressed, avoiding, numbing, things like that. So I did PR for six months and all these jobs came with benefits, a salary you signed. So it looked really good on paper. Oh, careful for the stuff that looks good on paper, but it's not good in your body run. and your mind. <laughs> run. Literally get up and go running. Oh my God. So... I left PR and I found a small company you might've heard of, Lululemon. They sell spandex. It's really amazing. <laughs> it lasts for decades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I actually found Lululemon before the company went public. So I was like in the very early stages and I left PR and I literally started at the ground level at Lululemon, like as a salesperson. And my dad was like, what in the actual hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta love dad. They love to give oh, their yeah. input. Oh my God. It's they're so loving and they're so worried. And dad was like, Oh my God, you have a college degree. What are you doing? And I was like, you'll see. And I just knew like, sometimes you'll just know. And I knew that's where I was meant to be. So Lululemon has a huge vision and goals culture. I share often. If you've listened to any other podcast, you're like, we've heard the story, but it's good to hear a woman named Suzanne walked in the door and her business card read director of possibility. And Ooh, I, I was that. like, what the hell is that? I had come from, you know, corporate settings. People weren't bending the rules. People weren't bending their titles. People weren't bending. We were in high heels and tight slacks. <laughs> and so I go to work for this yoga company that talks about goals. Suzanne walks in the door. She's a director of possibility. And all of my body was like, I want to be that. And so I followed her around. I believe Y'all, I believe in role models. Please get yourself some role models. We are wired for human connection. Have people that inspire you that you look up to. Michelle Obama and Ruth Bader Ginsburg are also a couple of mine. Get yourself some role models. Suzanne was one of mine as well. Followed her around. And she eventually certified people in her work of vision and goal coaching. And so cool. here's the kicker. Lululemon, I moved up in my careers, 
there. I was um, in their headquarters on their brand team. I was also on their HR team. So um, I definitely committed to that company. And um, Suzanne offered her training. Lululemon paid for it. My first coaching cert was paid for by the company that everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, you'll see. And they saw. And they also were very upset that they didn't get stock when they should have. And so and you probably told them and they weren't listening, were they? I mean, <laughs> you know, I tried, but they came around. Now, of course, my whole family is decked in this four-way stretch spandex. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. My it's like my mom's uniform. She's a PE teacher, so it really worked out well for That's her. Dangerous because you look good in Lulu, and if you're a PE teacher, you might look too good. No, you know? she's all right. She's <laughs> she's got her shit together. Uh, she lays down uh, the law. So. <laughs> You know, I, I worked at Lululemon for a long time and here's where I sent it. Okay. Good one. So I, I called the VP of HR and I was like, I want to be a vision and goals coach for Lululemon. That's all I want to be doing. I'm doing it on the side for free with all these people on the stores, on different teams. They're sending people my way. Let's do it. Let's, let's, I, I'd already created a position there. So I was like, let's create another one. And Margaret Wheeler was her name. And she goes, oh, you know what, Jackie? that's just not the direction the company's going right now. And I remember being like, okay, it's the direction I'm going to go. And here's my three weeks notice. And I sent it. I'm talking like six figures benefits. Oh, I do miss my Amex from Lululemon sometimes. <clears throat> I sent it. And I, <laughs> I left the company. I had four grand in my pocket. That's it. $4,000 living in LA. That's like $4. Okay. That's like a really scary position to be in. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do well with, uh, I used to now that I'm in my late thirties, I don't do as well with stress, but I was very stress driven for a long time. It was a motivator for me. And so, you know, I took that four grand and I thanked the company for everything it had given me so much, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lululemon. And I started my own company. I opened an LLC. I remember sitting in my living room, this tiny apartment in Venice, and I had all these paperwork for signing up for an LLC online. Which in California, oh, you could, I couldn't do mine online. I had to like mail in paper in California. Well, listen to this. <laughs> I always had a goal to live in Colorado. Like that was, I knew that's where Chris and I were going. So I opened my business in Colorado. Oh, so smart. It's true because everything here, when I transferred my LLC, it was like all online. And if I had a question, I called the secretary of state in Colorado and they answered I know. a human, a human and helped me. You think it's a good <laughs> idea if you live here. So I started my business in Colorado, but I was still living in California. So when I got my accountant, he was like, cool, you have to pay taxes in both states. Uh -huh. So entrepreneurship is just learning after learning There's after no learning. There's no manual, literally. There is zero manual. <laughs> and so that was cool. And um, I'm telling you, I led vision and goals workshops anywhere they would let me for free. I would be at the Tom's coffee shop he opened. I was down the street at this wine bar I frequented and was like, can I host an event here? Can I host a book club here? And I just straight up offered up my services and I believed in them. I believed fully in this work, in this language of goal setting. I also did a lot of consulting for companies at the time around cultures, really listening to the whole person and taking care of their people. 
And so I really patchworked things together. I had two one-on-one clients when I started. I had a couple company contracts and I made it work. And then of course, Chris and I moved to Colorado and I was at Nordstrom Rack buying clothes because I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I can do this entrepreneur life. It's really stressful. It's not bringing in enough money. I'm not where I want to be at this age. It's all the things we say. Oh, yes. I've, we've all been there. If you're an entrepreneur, you've been there. And if you're contemplating being one, you will be there. <laughs> if you're a human, you've been there. Like, I should be somewhere else in my 30s because connection totally. is real. So, yeah, I bought these like patent leather pumps. I didn't have anything but spandex anymore. So you were prepping to go to an interview I did go to with an interview. a corporate job. I went. Terrible. I went. <laughs> I went to an interview at um, CU Boulder for their recruiting team. And I was a recruiter. So I was like, cool, I could do this. Oh, man. Everything in my body said no. Everything said run. All these women were asking me questions. And they actually said to me, sorry, CU Boulder, but this happened. They said, you know what? You're like really positive. I don't know if this is a good environment for you. <laughs> I went to see you, Boulder, so that's hilarious. <laughs> but it was like, it's like the back end. You know, uh-huh. they're sitting on this platform called Taleo I used to sit on and recruit people. Uh-huh. And I just, I, I, I probably was too buoyant. I was too excitable, too happy. I was happy about Taleo. They were like, no, this ain't right. And they were right. And so I didn't, I actually didn't get the job. They didn't offer me a job. So I didn't, I didn't have to say no. I was rejected. <laughs> Thankfully, some of rejections, my friend says, are straight up God's protection. So I recommitted. I started to launch group coaching, which went through the roof. And I I was back. I was back into my business seat, Mm. into believing in myself. And I have never put those patent heels on again. I do love heels every once in a while, but I totally am with you on that, where it's like just, I remember when I threw my pencil skirts and blazers like out the window and now if I want to wear a blazer it's like yeah I can wear a cute blazer and cuff it up with a graphic t-shirt underneath if I want to that's cool I don't (laughs) own a pair of high heels I have like badass boots and chunky Sorrells that look like hills but yeah I still haven't gone back to that life thank god well I love it because it this is part of the the whole podcast I mean there's so many podcasts and shows out there where people are talking about success after it happened. Like I'm a millionaire, so it's all okay (laughs) now, you know, it's all good. It was hard, but now it's all good. And, um, but I really wanted this to be about like the real stories of founders. Like we have challenges and the reason we're still here is because we we've chosen to do whatever it takes to blow past those challenges or stop and reset and Mm -hmm. realize this isn't working or, Oh my gosh, why did that door just slam in my face? And if you actually listen to your intuition, it happens because it's pushing you in a direction that you wouldn't have figured out on your own. Yeah. Had you just been going forward without paying attention. And I think you're in the beginning, you talked about the CEO day or the CEO retreat that you have to take yourself on. And that is so important because we have to like, listen and get back to like no phone, no social media, no technology and learn how to listen to ourselves again, Mm -hmm. because it, your body talks, like you said. So it's really, you you mentioned something. Well, I know you just went through a rebrand recently. I did. And can you talk to us a little bit about, about why? Because 
some people might think, well, why would you need to do that? You know, you already have clients, you have workshops, you have programming, you know, what's the point of a rebrand if you already have clients and you're successful? Yeah. This is a, an objection I hear often from people or why would I need branding at all? Like some people who don't have a website or a logo or any brand identity. Well, I have clients. So why would I need a brand if it's already working for me? You know, what's a, what's the quote they say? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So two things. One, entrepreneurship is the practice of sending it again and again and again. So it's not just like I sent it once. Like I just sent it again recently with the rebrand. Okay. So (laughs) it's beautiful. And I didn't do it, but whoever did, did a killer job. Yes. Kate Wharton of Studio Millie out of Canada nailed it. She's a dear friend of mine, actually from Lululemon Days. We've both become entrepreneurs. And you know, the rebrand was really important, Kelly, because I'd outgrown my brand. I'd changed. It's not that my services had necessarily changed, but the person I had become no longer fit that brand. So my brand had a mountainscape over my name like this it actually changed. It started like really raw and then it got really bold, which is entrepreneurship. You start really raw, then you get bold, hopefully. (laughs) And the mountain got really bold and green. And I loved it. I always wanted to live in Colorado. I opened my business here. Of course, I'm going to put a mountain in my logo. And so, you know, I I moved here. I moved to Denver and now I live out in the sticks in Evergreen. And I realized that I no longer needed to showcase the mountain. I'd become the mountains. Oh gosh, that's beautiful. I had become the mountain and I needed to, I lived in LA by the ocean on purpose and I really wanted to put down roots and my husband and I wanted to have children and I needed that grounding so bad that the mountains provide like y'all, y'all come here, you know, when you step on the Rockies, you feel it. Mm -hmm. And I also love how the Rockies are ever moving. So as grounded as you feel, you're always changing. I love, I just love it. Okay. Nature's so neat. And That's so, pretty neat. I know, right? <laughs> have you okay? Yes. If you haven't seen those YouTube videos, you have to check them. <laughs> That's what I, nature's neat. So, um, you know, I was looking at my logo, and I was beginning to scale, step into a larger purpose. I was unlearning a lot too about uh, the systems we live in, the patriarchy, the racist systems that exist, and I was like, oh, I've changed. And my brand needs to change as well. And my colors that I wanted to choose had changed. Um, You know, kind of like you said, you can still wear a blazer and and a cool graphic tee with your pencil skirt. I too started wearing red lipstick and large earrings, jeans. Who wears jeans? I wore jeans through a (laughs) pandemic. I know. I love them. I love them. And I used to never wear jeans. So even I know I talk like outfits and material things, but they're cues cues of change. And I also, my voice has changed. I've softened a lot in my goals practice. Motherhood has really changed me. I've become a more patient person some days. <laughs> and, uh, the way I, I speak my truth has changed as well. And so my brand needed to follow those changes. So I removed the mountains. I've focused fully on fonts. I have a goal to write a book. I looked at what a lot of the authors do in their branding. So I was inspired by Brene and Glennon and Liz Gilbert and Mary Oliver. I was, you know, choosing a bunch of these women writers and I, 
I chose to stand solely on my name. I didn't need an icon. I didn't need a, a logo image. I chose me. And I think that's who I'm becoming as someone who continues to choose myself to belong to myself so that my messages and my intuition is clear. And so my, my colors are, are mustard and there's a color like blue for now wearing denim and there's <laughs> red for my lipstick and this red beanie I always wear. And there's also, um, these really soft, beautiful blues in there too, that, you know, I chose imagery of the mountains and the water as a way to look at like the life I've lived thus far. And then where I'm moving into this balance of my dynamic self, the soft and the strong, the dark and the light, right? The failures and the successes. So my brand really layered into a new offering. And it's cool, you know, when you have a brand that reflects who you are, it does upgrade you. It up levels you into the next iteration of self. So the rebrand was so important for my evolution. Oh, I love that. And you said cues of change, which we can't deny. And especially, I mean, we're two females and, and I know that for some people in general, male or female, they're not as aesthetically driven as we might be, but you and I both connected on our love of interior design and just, you know, aesthetic has a huge part to do with us believing what we're doing. And I think the same, when you said cues, your brand gives you those cues of, it's like a constant reminder that this is what you offer. This is how you show up. This is your value. Even though your value isn't rooted in what you do for work, it's easy to forget that sometimes and get it all confused. But the reality is the reason it's important to have these visual cues is because they remind us what we're doing, who we're doing it for, everything that goes back to our values. Yeah. And so it's just it's really interesting. I just love hearing different people's perspectives on it. And the fact that you mentioned you, you sort of like threw out the logo thing. Like I don't necessarily need a logo, but what you do have is a word mark for Jackie Carr. I would say it's like you focused on fonts and you focused on your pairings of fonts, which is known as typography and your color palettes, which are just as important. Those become all of your brand identity systems. So a lot of people think a brand is a logo. Well, it's not a brand is everything working together cohesively and how you, what you do with it and how you're showing up and how consistent you are and your frequency and just how all of the parts come together as a whole. And what I like to say is something that attracted me to you, Jackie, when people started saying like, you should meet Jackie Carr. I think you'd love to work with her because you're at this stage in your business and your development where she could probably really help you kind of like get over the hump, get to the next point. And when I looked you up, this was before your rebrand, but even then I could, I could identify hmm. because of what I saw. And so I like to say that your brand precedes you and it gives people an understanding of who you are before you ever have an opportunity to open your mouth and share who you are with them. Yeah. And I, I, ex immediately I resonated and I booked that zoom call and then I cried on it. <laughs> <laughs> But it just, it's so powerful because then you, when I met you, you reinforced what I thought I saw. Oh, that's good to hear. You want to make sure that yeah, you want to be good on paper and off paper. <laughs> yeah. You're really good at both uh, and well, off paper. You totally come through. Oh, thank you. And you said, you know, we connected through design. I really do believe in 
designing a life and designing a brand, a style. You said interior design, and I would say the interior design is the internal design, your mindset, your ability to acknowledge your shadow beliefs as well as the beliefs that take you to the next place in life. And I believe in external design. I love lipstick now, which I never <laughs> wore lipstick ever. I, I just turned it. 37. It's so fun to be so curious about weird shit. Um, <laughs> and I wear jeans and I've stopped wearing bras. There's so many things that we start, I stop, start, too. stop. Yeah. There's so no reason for, I, mean, wear, I wear them working out and, and hiking, but other than that pass and <laughs> I mean, it's so cool. Like the iteration of my life in bras, we could have a whole nother podcast on the padding, the sports bra, the nothing. I mean, it's so fun. So I, I love this language though of design, design your life, design your days connected to your values, design your style, design your weird is what I'm up to. I love it. Well, yeah, weird. You got to keep it weird. I mean, that, that's a great word because the weird is what is relatable. It's one of my values now. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Okay. Well, this brings me to the point that we could go on forever and we will have to do this again, I hope, because there's so many other topics that we could touch on. Um, Before we kind of wrap this up and get into rapid fire, which is always kind of hilarious and fun. And I never, it never is rapid. It's always just really (laughs) long drawn out questions because it's really hard to keep it to the point. Is there anything else that you wanted to to touch on um, or kind of mention before we kind of go into the rapid fire and then what's next for you? Yeah. I would say there's a Rilke quote I've been really playing with this year and we'll put it in the show notes, but it's all about living into the questions you have, like a foreign language you get to learn, like unopened boxes Mm -hmm. that you get to explore and open when ready. And I really love that language of being alive in our questions versus stagnant or stopped sometimes all these questions as entrepreneurs are like, will I make it? How do I make money? Can I actually do that? Like live into the questions, get so curious, right? You haven't probably met all the people you need to meet for your business to be successful. You haven't met parts of yourself you're becoming for the next part of your business to evolve. So I, I always love this place of being curious, being imperfect, being really weird in your practices and starting to get to know each version of self that is the precipice of your business launching again and again and again. So stay curious and live into the questions versus forcing the answers that you actually can't get to today. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we'll put that in the show notes, but that does bring me to the masculine versus feminine that we won't go into. But if you're curious about what that means, Jackie, you post about this often in your, like your IGTVs and stuff. And I think the big misconception of masculine versus feminine is it has nothing to do with female entrepreneurship or male entrepreneurship exclusively. Like if you're really embracing the sides of yourself, a man and a woman can both start to learn and understand about the masculine and feminine sides of themselves and start to adopt practices that are more in line with those two sides Well, the world we're moving into is actually dissolving the binary, which I think is beautiful. I love the language of masculine and feminine because I I believe our brain loves categories. 
and we love language that allows us to feel we're in control. (laughs) And yet I do find so much of my journey has been in embracing all of who I am, the masculine and the feminine and all the in-between. Oh, I love it. Well, gosh, this has been amazing. And I just can't wait to keep seeing where this develops for you as you're going into this year further. And also what our next conversation is going to be. It would be really fun to hear from people like what they want to hear more of and then just totally dive into one of those topics. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go into rapid fire. (laughs) You know, the goal is to keep it quick. So let's see how this goes. All right. So just answer off the top of your head. Okay. Ready. Here we go. What's your number one rule? Rule? Oh, I'm a rule follower. Okay. So <laughs> me too. And this is how it goes. It gets <laughs> I know. No, I can do this. I can do rapid. My number one rule. Oh, I'm gonna go with the golden rule. Treat other people as you would like to be treated. I think R E S P E C T is so important. I agree. <laughs> okay, cool. So favorite book. The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I have been seeing so many Instagram posts of people always just rereading. It's one of those books. I've read it five times. I just read it in January again, and I'm book clubbing it for my mastermind right now. Mm -hmm. So good. And Ashley just walked up, who's amazing. She owns this place. So what are you currently listening to, Jackie? Could be a podcast, music. Lizzo Soulmate. (laughs) On repeat. We'll put that up too. That's great. Is Chris your soulmate? No, and I'm so- my own soulmate. <laughs> Have you heard the song? No, I need to listen to it. Oh, you've got to. You're going to die. <laughs> I kind of want to figure out like a reel that I could use that song. She for. looks in the mirror and she goes, oh, she's the one. <laughs> Just wait. You'll die. Amazing. Lizzo's great. Okay. Greatest love of your life. This doesn't have to be a person, but it could be. Could be a thing. Oh, that's so hard. That's a leading question. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, my... I, I know this is so cheesy, but I, I watch rom-com films for all my days. My partner is just intricate to my becoming. He has shown me self-love. And I know that sounds weird, but I believe sometimes partnerships allow you to understand how to love yourself. And Chris did that. And for that, I'm forever grateful. That's important because if you don't have a partner willing to go on this journey with you, you're not it won't work. I mean, they have to be willing to evolve with you. And that's pretty awesome. It's not partnership, Kelly, if they're not willing. <laughs> exactly. I found that out in my past as well. As to die. <laughs> and I would concur with you that I have a partner that totally allows me to see myself better. Yeah. And continue to grow. So special. It's really special. Hard to find worth the wait. That's such a hard question. God, my children are the loves <laughs> of my life too. Anyways, they don't going. have to listen to this. <laughs> Okay. What sparks your creativity the most? Nature. Mm-hmm. Best thing about 2020. We're in 2021 right now, but I renewed my vows with Chris. Oh, that's right. I did see those pictures. Taylor Carlisle took those, right? She sure did. Yes, she did. What are you looking forward to the most in 2021? We're in the year. Oh my God. Such a good question. 2021. It's not starting like I thought it would, by the way. It's still a shit show. You know, you just think it's going to be better. Anyways, it's been great, though. 2021 is great. What I'm most looking forward to in 2021, I would say adventure. I feel Chris and I want to own an Airstream. We love camping, but camping with kids is just a whole nother ballgame. So we need some type of unit. Without sleep 
camping is <laughs> it's hell. So yeah, I adventure. I, I used to have a value, a personal value of adventure and it has fallen to the wayside. And so I did remove it from my values list. And I want to be curious about what the word adventure means to me this year. Can't wait to see what that looks like. Okay. And this is a complete the sentence. Goals alive means blank. Goals alive is a redefining of goals as a practice, not a perfect. Goals alive is the place where you embrace all of you, which means the failures and successes, the start over button and the delete button for goals that are no longer serving you. It's about being alive in the practice so that it is a way for you to check in to make sure you're designing your own life. I love it. Okay. All right. So if you guys want to hear more of Jackie Carr or see what she's up to, you can follow her on Instagram or Twitter at Jackie Carr on Facebook at coach Jackie Carr and JackieCarr.com. Yes. And it's no E J C K I C A R R. I dropped the E in college. Oh, you legally changed it. It's a nickname. You can do whatever you oh, want. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Your email is still Jacqueline. Sometimes if I type it in my search and I add an extra letter, you just don't ever come up. I can't find you. So I have I to back up, up a few letters. And I then know. I, I don't know why I keep Jacqueline. <laughs> so fancy. It's really fancy. Yeah. I, mean, I just red like lipstick. to keep people on their toes. You're <laughs> kind of becoming more fancy now. I know, but like Jackie O and there's some great Jackies yeah. who've paved the way. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. So Jackie, what is next for you and what can people look forward to? By following you. So yeah, I've pivoted my Instagram. I actually am working on an exit strategy for Instagram. So posting like twice a week versus twice a day, if you will. And I really want to up my email creativity. So I would get on that email list if I were you. I'm, I'm still rocking Instagram right now though. And then, um, my goals alive program is launching. It's a nine module program about vision and goals. There's values work, there's failure work, there's boundaries work. I mean, it is a deep dive into a new practice of goal setting through a lens that isn't achiever centric anymore. It's through a lens that is uh, very reflective of a life of your own design on purpose with purpose. So that's coming out and it's it's one of the biggest things I've done in my business. I'm pretty stoked on it. I can't wait. There's so much more I'm going to do with you in 2021, hopefully, and just continuing to learn from everything that you're leading by example on. So thanks for being on this podcast, Jackie. It really means a lot to me and I appreciate it. And I know that everyone listening is going to just die to hear you. Uh, well, thank you for having <laughs> me and don't die. Stay alive in your goals. But yes, absolutely. Well, thanks Jackie. And thanks everyone. And get out there and go after what you love and send it. Thanks Cal. Okay. I know what you're thinking. I need Jackie and you are so right. So if you want to follow Jackie Carr and find out how you can work together, Check her out on Instagram at Jackie Carr. It, that's J-A-C-K-I-C-A-R-R. Or you can go to her website, JackieCarr.com to learn more. And if you love this episode and you want more of the Send It podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Peer Collective. And there's a link in our bio to go to the podcast page, which is PeerCollective.com slash send it. So you will find episodes, show notes, and more. 
uh, by following that link. And of course, if you subscribe and share this podcast, we really appreciate it because it allows us to continue sharing this, um, these founders stories with people who need to hear them and also continue producing more episodes with awesome guests like Jackie. So we are coming up on the end of season one for the Senate podcast. We have one episode left. And if you want to go back and listen to the other episodes that we've done so far, please check them out. And uh, we'd love your feedback on what you want to hear more of so that we can bring those to you in season two. Um, Again, check us out at Peer Collective on Instagram if you want to follow along with what's coming up next. And um, I just want to encourage you that if you're trying to start a business or you have an idea inside that you're kind of not sure how to get started, just find the right people to align with because that really makes all the difference. And um, don't be so hard on yourself. Set goals that are living, breathing things that can move with you. Um, and then when you're going for it, just be willing to go all in and don't let anything stand in your way. And there will be challenges. And if you want to hear more about those, I can definitely share some of mine. Um, but in the end, it's really worth all of the effort that you put in and the challenges that you overcome. So get out there, send it, go all in. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.